Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 295 for the 17th of Elul in a leap year. So we've been talking about the idea of human emotions. We spoke about personality type systems. We mentioned the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs, things like this. And the thing that all these systems tend to have in common is that they really try to break down the human personality or human emotions into its core components. And we spoke about how Tanya actually has this as well. There's a Jewish Kabbalistic tradition of understanding the basis of our emotions, which ultimately have a spiritual root to them because ultimately we are, we were created in the image of God, right? So we spoke about the idea that the more we can understand ourselves on a human level, this can actually serve as a gateway to kind of give us this portal into understanding God because we can see this kind of like miniature, like, expression of these different emotions and learn to understand how they are actually attributes that represent something much greater. We gave the caveat in the episode that we did about dust and ashes that we shouldn't make the mistake that these emotions that we experience and that we that we feel are in any way really, really like similar to how they manifest within God because we're not God ultimately. And it's, there's no real comparison in that way, but it is kind of something to give us a little bit of a glimpse of it. It's sort of like a little snapshot, you know, maybe like one way to think about it is like looking at a picture of let's say like the empire state building versus being at the empire state building. So obviously there's no comparison really between the two, between visiting the empire state building and just looking at a picture of it. But there's something you can learn from the picture, nevertheless, right? That's kind of a way to understand it. So yesterday we spoke about this. We gave this topography of emotions. We gave the map of the emotions. We spoke about how there are seven basic emotions or a better way to phrase it is seven basic emotive attributes. And we outlined six of them. We left out the seventh for reasons that weren't really explained by the ultra rabbi for some reason he left out the seventh and today we're actually going to get deeper into this and we're going to explore how really ultimately at the basis of these seven emotions there are actually only two because these seven emotions are actually well they're the emotional attributes they're the external representation of the emotions they're the other external expressions of emotions they're emotive is the way that we can kind of describe it so 
Lahavdiel, maybe we can think about this in terms of Myers-Briggs in the different functions. There's something called the uh, the extroverted feeling, and then there's the introverted feeling. The extroverted feeling, people who have extroverted feeling are very emotive kind of people. They show their emotions. The introverted feeling people are not necessarily the type of people that show a lot of emotion. They don't go around hugging people and things like that, but they feel it on the inside. So this maybe can help us understand that the, the seven emotions, they these are the emotive emotions. These are the, the emotions that get expressed. This is what you see. This is the way... Uh, um, the, these, they manifest in the outside world. But really, ultimately, what we're going to learn about today is that the core, the internal aspects of these emotions can really be divided into two categories with all the other emotions stemming out of these two. What are the two categories? What are the two internal core-based emotions? These are the emotions of love and fear. So different psychologists have actually uh, brought up this idea as well of like attraction and revulsion. Like these are sort of like the two internal driving forces uh, of behind, behind all of human activity, behind all of human motivation. So that's, that's the idea that it is here too. That basically if we go back to those emotions that we learned about yesterday, there's the emotion of chesed, of giving. There's the emotion of restraint, of withholding. Those are most obviously related to love and fear, right? Because if you love something, then you want to give to it. And if you fear something, then you want to, you're scared to get too close to it. That's sort of the idea. And what we'll learn about today is that the rest of the emotions are all offshoots of those two. So really, they're all just coming from that core place. At the baseline, they're coming from the place of, of, uh, of love and fear. We'll also learn about today the connection between the mind and the emotions. So right now, we've really just been focusing on this, the emotional aspect of a person. But as we've learned about in the past, we have an intellect also. We have a mind and there are intellectual uh, attributes as well as emotive attributes. If you recall, we talked about the three intellectual attributes, Chochma, Bina, and Das. And what we're going to learn about today is that there's actually a relationship between a person's intellect and a person's emotion. And they're not just like these two separate things. And there's a, there's a, a correspondence between the two so that the deeper a person's intellect is, the deeper they can feel, the, the deeper their emotions will be. This can make sense on kind of a commonsensical level that the more more refined a person is intellectually, the more refined their emotions will be. This doesn't mean, and I want to make this clear, this doesn't mean that just because someone's really, really smart or really intellectual, they're going to have really strong emotions. That's often not the case, right? That's very much not the case. And it also doesn't mean that somebody who isn't very intelligent at all isn't going to be a very emotional person and isn't going to have very strong emotions. So it's not about IQ. That's not really what we mean when we talk about intellect versus emotion. It's a different kind of thing. So we're going to get into all of this. So uh, let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe breaks it down. And we'll kind of explain more as we go. So for context, we are still in the middle of Epistle uh, 15 of Igeris HaKodesh. And so the Alter Rebbe begins and he says that these emotive attributes that we were talking about yesterday and go back to yesterday's episode if you need that review to go over it. These are the aspects of the externality of the soul. And within them is vested the internal attributes, which what are the internal attributes? These are the aspects of love and fear, etc. He doesn't say what the etc. is. And as we'll learn, that's really because the love and fear is kind of like the main, the main internal attributes. So meaning to say, 
how can we understand this? So Al Trevor gives us an example of how this manifests. So an, a very common example that's brought up in Tanya, you may have noticed a lot, is, the, is the, um, the imagery of a father and a son. So in the case of a father and a son, says the Al Trevor, the father, let's say you have a father who wants to bestow to his son. He wants to give to his son. Why does he do this? He does this out of love right? That's the motivating factor usually in, in terms of when a father wants to give to a son. And why would a loving father want to hold back from giving to his son in some way? This is out of fear. This is because he's scared. He doesn't want to bring him into some kind of downfall, God forbid. So he may refrain from exposing the son to certain things, for example, right? So it's like there's certain things that the father is going to show the son and and uh, teach to the son, and some things he's going to hold back from teaching to the son because he doesn't he wants to protect him. So it's coming from a fear place. So that's really the Alzheimer's says is the the core of the internal aspect of all of the external emotions that we discussed is really this internal place, this place of love and fear. Now the Alzheimer's goes on and he says now the root of all of these emotions, whether we're talking about the internal emotions or the external emotions, is actually coming from the minds, from the intellect, from the chokhmah, bina, and das that's in the person's soul. And so we, we spoke about these um, previously, but I'll, I'll give a brief breakdown now of what they are. And again, these words, these the translations just do not do these words justice at all. And these concepts, each one of these concepts, chokhmah, bina, and das, it's like Sfarim have been written about them, lectures have been given. It's like there's so much more to learn with every single one of these things. But on a really small, like simplistic level, just to give you kind of an idea of what each one of these things, what each one of these intellectual attributes mean. So we have Chochmah. Chochmah can be thought of as like intuition. It's like the intuitive spark. Like when you know something intuitively, it's an intellectual knowledge. It's something you know, but you can't quite break it down. Like let's say if you just like you see somebody and you get this feeling you can't trust them or you get this. So it's a feeling, but it's an intellectual feeling or it's like you're working on a project and you're trying to figure out some problem that you're working on and then you like get it. It's that like aha moment where you figured it out, but you can't quite explain it to anybody else. You can't quite break it down yet. Then you have Bina. Bina is the elaboration. Bina is the analysis. This is all the details of the concept, all of the details of what it is that you're thinking about. That is, that's the Bina. And then you have the Das. That's the third one. The Das is what we translated as knowledge. And really the best way to understand it is integration. It's the bridge between the mind and the emotions. It's where it becomes per, uh, personal, where the knowledge isn't just some theoretical thing anymore, but it's actually something that is real and true to you in a true way. Okay, so now what's the connection between the mind and the emotions? So the Altruppist says that there's a connection, there is a connection, there's actually a relationship, a correlation between how, between the person, the intellect of a person, and that is what's going to make their uh, emotions as they are. As we see, so he says, we see this in actuality, for example, with a child. So a child, their chokhmah bina and das, their intellects, are, they're, they're small. They're in Hebrew, we call it katnos. It's like petty. Like children, they don't know that much, right? So they're still, they're sort of petty. They, they're, they're, their knowledge is very small. And so thus, what do they care about? How do their emotions get displayed? In small things, like they don't really care for lofty goals. It's like the famous example that people give. It's like you show a little baby a piece of chocolate cake and then a hundred dollar bill and you give them the choice where to go to. They're going to go to the chocolate cake without realizing that the hundred dollar bill could actually buy lots of cake, right? 
So it's like they don't understand the value of things so much. And that is because their intellect is not fully developed. And so too, not only with children, but we know even with uh, with adults as well, there's a phrase and um, there's a citation here from Mishlei, Mishlei chapter 12, verse 8. That according to the intellect, to a person's intellect is a person praised. So meaning to say that there, that it's like, you can get a sense of a person's intellect based on what they care about. That's the easiest way to explain it. It's like, do, do people care? Does a person care about petty things or do they care about more refined, lofty kind of things? Where where do they place their value in their life? And that is going to, um, that's going to parallel their intellect. And so the ultra elaborates on this and he says that because according to the extent of a person's chokhmah, like the more, the wiser a person is, that is going to manifest in how great their love and how great their giving is going to be. So meaning to say on a very simple level, it's like a very wise person is going to most likely uh, love more because it's like, like think about it, like what makes a person not so loving sometimes is because they're not very wise. It's because they don't really have an understanding of other people. They're not, they're, they're like sort of shallow minded. Somebody who's a little bit more open-minded, somebody who's a little bit wiser and is able to see beyond just the surface, that is going to make a person into a more loving person and to a more giving person, which as a side note, that's why, you know, one remedy really for trying to be a nicer, kinder person is really to develop this trait of just trying to, uh, trying to become wiser. So we see this in actuality with very wise scholars, like how many very wise scholars do you know who are not very loving people like it's not very common it tends to go together and this is the reason for this and so this is so that he gives this example of love being related to chokhmah but the ultra says that this is actually true for all of the emotive attributes whether we're talking about the internal attributes or the external attributes their sources all come from the intellect there's a connection to the intellect their root their sources from the intellect and the main part of the intellect that we're concerned with, says the Alter Rebbe, is the Das, the third one. The one that, again, we translated as knowledge, but really better to be understood as the idea of, of uh, integration, of attachment, of having the knowledge be personal. Because this Das, so this comes from the Chokhmah and Bina. So it's like you have the Chokhmah and then you have the Bina and then the, the baby, the child that results from it is the Das. And this Das is the bridge between the mind and the emotions. And that's why developing a person's DAS is so important. And the ultra concludes that we see this in actuality. So interestingly, the word DAS, another another um, translation of the word DAS is opinion. If you have an opinion, that's your your uh, your DAS. In modern day Hebrew Hebrew people say that like Madat like what what do you think about this? What's your what's your opinion on this? So different people have different opinions and what is and and these different opinions that they have is going to um, influence what they're what they feel what they're emotional about right so this is a very simple way to understand this idea of the connection between a person's intellect and their emotions is that a person's values what they care about what they're passionate about is connected to the opinions that that they have on different matters we see this in political conversations all the time right like who are the people that tend to care the most about recycling who are the people that tend to care the most about guns who are the people that tend to care the most about 
uh, eliminating taxes or, or reducing taxes. Like not, I don't want to get into a political discussion and I'm not giving opinions on any of these things, but we see that that whatever your opinion is, you can think about this for a moment for yourself. If you have a political opinion that's very strong, it makes you feel emotional whenever you talk about it. You're going to get passionate about it. It's not just some intellectual theoretical thing. So that's why DOS is such an essential thing because without the DOS, the intellect is very cold. The intellect still has the potential to birth emotions, but it can only do so with the help of DOS because otherwise, sure, you can talk about like political theory from here, from today till tomorrow, but if it's not personal to you, you know, like if you talk about like if people talk about like political situations in different countries, chances are if they don't know anybody there and if they're not like hugely involved in politics, they're not going to get as passionate about political discussions that take place in their home country right here because that's something that's a lot more personal to them. And so thus the connection to the emotions is much more evident and much more um straight without hindrance because it's coming from that DOS. So that's it for today. So hopefully that was enlightening to you and gave you a little bit more of an insight into where our emotions come from. And uh, we'll continue with this tomorrow. And tomorrow we're actually going to conclude this epistle. So stay tuned and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.